What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Dissect That Film, where we dissect your favorite films, film franchises, and TV. Today on episode 68 of the podcast, we are talking about the 2009 thriller, Orphan. I am your host, Brett Parker. Joining me, as always, the wonderful Dan and Angela of DNA Gaming. One day you're going to hit me. Hello. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is going to happen. I just saw all of your muscles. All those I'm muscles. Trying. Very aggressive. <laughs> so, we are talking about Orphan today. Because, not well, actually, there's a couple reasons. This is a good movie, at least early early preview of what I thought of this movie. It's a good movie, and the prequel just came out last week. Well, as you guys watched this episode, the, the, the prequel, Orphan First Kill, came out. So we thought, hey, what the hell? We're going to talk about the original back from 2009. I can't believe this movie is 13 years old. And now they're like, let's do a prequel <laughs> with the same girl. <laughs> bringing it back hey you know what i as someone who saw it i thought it was pretty good i i don't want to go too far into because i know dan and angel haven't seen it yet uh but it is on paramount plus right now and so is the uh this orphan uh is so it? if you guys want to watch Fuck, both movies there you go well sorry not for you guys i mean you guys can watch the new oh, one on shit. paramount plus it is in theaters as well so that's where you should watch it yes if you have the opportunity to go see it in theaters go see it in theaters because it actually I, I mean for me I thought it was a pretty good movie when it comes to prequels it can be really hit or miss mostly miss but this one I thought did a pretty good job uh, for you know what you were looking it's not a movie where you're expecting you're expecting one thing but you get something else and it's just it's 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 a good time but we're talking about Orphan from 2009 starring Vera Farminga which I think this is the first movie that we've reviewed on the show starring her. I could be wrong, but I think it is. Uh, she's from many, many things. She was in The Departed. She was in Bates Motel. She was in a lot of other movies. The Conjuring. The Conjuring 2. So many movies. Godzilla King of the... We did talk about her on this show. Damn, it's just been... It's just been... You ruined it. It had to. I mean, I was just making sure he was and fucking. It's been. It's been a. Let's just say it's been a long time then, because that was our what, yeah third episode of the show. It would have been. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it's been a long time. This also stars Peter Sarsgaard. Sarsgaard, not Skarsgaard. Yes. No relation to them. Uh, we did talk about him on a prior episode. We talked about him in the Batman because he played the district. Oh. Attorney. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. plays the fucking DA. Yeah, yeah, one of uh, Riddler's victims. I knew he was that dopey fuck. Anyway, but go the ahead. The star of this movie was 10-year-old at the time, 10-year-old Isabel Furman, who plays Esther. She, God, she is so good in this movie, and she just, she does so well at just giving you the creeps. Mm-hmm. It's making you feel uncomfortable at every second she is on screen. There's not one moment where I'm like, that's a cute little girl. <laughs> it's like, nope, this girl is terrifying. Every, even on the moments where she is being cute, air quotes, you're just like, ooh, I know something's up with this girl. Oh, yeah. Uh, this says CCH Pounder. <laughs> That's her name. Why are you laughing? Was it the way I said it? I don't know, man. CCH Pounder. I was like, whoa, what are we watching? That has, no, like that she, legit like porn star, CCH Pounder. She played Sister Abigail. I know. 
She was in Face Off. Okay, great movie. She, I End remember her days. From, Avatar. I she was I, an Avatar. I think, and she was a Godzilla King of the Monsters. I don't know what she was. She what? Where was she in that? Who movie? Was she in that? I don't remember. Senator Williams. Oh, at the beginning oh, of the movie. Oh yeah, wasn't she was she the in, one running the the council thing there. Wasn't she in the Shield? In the Shield. The, the movie, the television show, The Shield, with uh, she was. You're right. Yeah, th- that's what I remember her from. I was like, I know I remember. She was her from on that. ER. Yeah. Yep. Ah, uh, fuck that she show. and she's the voice of. <laughs> uh, she was the voice of Amanda Waller in the Justice League yeah. Unlimited show. Yeah, I, I know she's done Amanda Waller Waller a couple times. So yeah, there it is. I mean, she played Sister Abigail. I'm sorry that the way I said. I, I think it was the way I said it. You just, uh, it just, <laughs> just got. You. It just got. You. <laughs> it's just my mind. I emphasize the pounder. It's like pounder. I was like <laughs> Jesus, and I was like ah. <laughs> You know where my mind goes. Anyway, oh, that's the uh, first time I've seen you lose it, though. When he said something, <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't like, expecting it. Hey, at least it's better than him like dying over there as he has the last <laughs> couple weeks. That's true. I have a <laughs> just wait. I have my moments, my yeah. intensities. Uh, Jimmy Bennett, who plays the son. What the hell is the son's name? Daniel. Yeah. Daniel. Danny. Yeah. See, so you, you should. Good job. You remember that, Daniel. I remember them motherfuckers. Ariana Engineer. That's a name that she she played Max. And, she, oh, and guess oh, what? Yeah. She it's not the first time we've talked about her either because she was. Well, you guys didn't talk about her. I did uh, for Resident Evil Resident Retribution. Oh. Ah. Mm. And I'm like, I don't remember her. And then I was like, wait, I don't remember any of those movies because they're all terrible. <sighs> but she was good in this. Uh, she was as she's actually. Um, She's actually deaf. Well, she's partially. She's mostly deaf, just like her yes. character in the movie. Uh, she has the cochlear implants that help her. She can actually, I guess, her, it's she's a little bit different than Max, where she can actually, it helps her hear and speak. Where in this movie, she, I don't think she says anything, does she? She doesn't speak anything. There's no lines of dialogue. She just mostly signs. Uh, yeah, I don't think she things. says. Uh, she makes like maybe grunts or noises well, she and cries stuff. a lot she cries, yeah, she cries yeah. a lot especially because she's being tormented throughout this entire yeah. movie so this movie uh was produced by three big names uh joel silver who has produced everything from the i mean he did like predator he did who framed roger rabbit he anything most movies you could think of from like the late 80s into the 90s i mean we can go through the whole like die hard lethal weapon series uh demolition man yes the matrix uh ghost ship yeah i'm gonna mention ghost ship because we're gonna talk about that movie one day because i god damn what a terrible movie but it's so much fun uh the sherlock holmes movies i mean i mean that that's just some of the many movies he's produced over his career but uh also susan downey robert downey jr's wife i mean oh. she's been in the game a lot longer but and her relationship with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, she went by uh, Susan Levine. She, she's been producing movies since the early 2000s. I think actually her first movie that she produced was Ghost Ship. Oh, boy. But she produced was- uh, Gothica, which had Robert Downey Jr. And I think that's how they got, um, you know, got together. And then, his, you know, they've been married, uh, I think, since like 2005. But she's uh, she was a producer uh, for this as well. But the big name is Leonardo DiCaprio was a producer for this movie. Really? Yes. Interesting. Yeah. 
There's actually one of the scenes in this movie was purposely shot to uh, mirror a, a shot of him from a movie he did. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. If you guys mm. figure it out, don't say it out loud. Just keep it to yourself and then we'll put it at the end. Also, when I say I'm going to talk about something later in the show, somebody needs to remind me because I said last week for our uh, <laughs> what what movie did we do last week? The re- uh, reanimator episode i we were going to talk about uh the dr hill situation about him and his wife and we said oh we're going to talk about it later in the show never did so i had to record something to insert it into the episode it's in there don't you worry everybody you got the story we didn't really explain exactly what happened okay it's fine it's just the point of like there's been a couple times we're like you know what we're going to mention that later we get to it and then we get to that point we never talk about it something but (laughs) You might have. I don't know. Maybe it's in there twice now. Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. I guess maybe I missed it when I was editing it. Who? It's okay. <sighs> so this movie was directed by Joam Colette Serra. I probably mispronounced his name and I apologize, but he has directed such films as House of Wax from 2005, which is not uh, so favorable among the horror community. Uh, this movie is, and then the shallows from 2016, which is the shark movie with Blake Lively, oh, which was actually oh, okay. pretty good. I actually own that one. Uh, he also did a couple Liam Neeson movies. Uh, he's do he did Jungle Cruise. Which came oh, yeah, out that's a couple, not, not, about really? last that's year. not a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, what else? Jungle Pirates of the Caribbean? Yeah, we got you. And he's directing Black Adam with The Rock, which comes Fuck, out in yeah. October. So. Some good stuff uh, by him. I never I remember when I saw his name, I was like, oh, never really heard of this man. But then seeing some of the movies that he's done, I was like, oh, OK. I got it. This movie was budgeted at. 20 million dollars, it made almost 80 million dollars, which is it's not bad, pretty, pretty good. I mean, it warranted a sequel or prequel, technically. Uh, <laughs> 13 years take, later, you know, it did take 13 years to come out. And um, it was a little over two hours, which. You kind of felt it a little bit in this movie. Mm-hmm. It definitely, there was some times where you're just like, how much longer is this? I feel like there's a little bit too much in here mm-hmm. or not enough, but they're just kind of dragging things along where there's too many. It's like, oh, I feel like I've seen that scene before. Yeah. Like there's yeah. a lot of scenes where it's like, we don't believe you, Kate. We don't believe you. I was like, Jesus Christ. How many times have we got to see this before we get it? We understand. No, no. Just, no one try that her. shit home. This movie was released in the United States July 24th, 2009. And then there was a in Germany it wasn't released till October of 2009, and then France not till December of 2009. That's a pretty decent sized gap yeah. for releases. Yeah. So when Isabel Furman uh, auditioned for the movie, she actually wore like a similar outfit that she wears in this movie, like the old-timey mm-hmm. dress with the ribbon around her neck and her wrists. Uh, the description though of Esther in the script was vastly different. Uh, she was supposed to be like super pale. She was supposed to be like blonde and stuff, but they just, they saw how good of an audition Isabel did. And they're like, yeah, you're, you're it. When you look at the poster. So a lot of people were very like, it was, people got thrown off by the poster. So the poster, if you look at it, it's Esther's face, but it's symmetrical. So both sides are the exact same. It's because oh, they mirrored her one side of her face to look so it looked symmetrical. It just gives oh. off that eeriness. I don't know why that's so eerie, but I mean, it's not something I look at and go, oh, that's kind of weird. It just cre- she just is a creepy child. 
Yeah. I mean, I can get she wasn't really in real life, but in this movie, they made her look like a just she's just creepy. And her facial expressions throughout this entire movie just ugh, makes you so uncomfortable. They were going to make this movie a lot more graphic. Like there was the end scene between her and the father. And I was like, thank God they didn't add that in there. I guess there was a yeah. it was part of the script. They were going to make that a little bit more. I'm like, this girl is not like I understand the direction that they went in, like the her whole story. But like this is an actual child. And that would just would have been it was already uncomfortable as it was. So thank God they didn't make it any worse. Yeah. Vera Farmiga is a, is a, actually a classically trained pianist. So in the scene where she's playing piano, that's actually her playing piano. Yep. And the piano yeah, we she's playing on is like a $70,000 piano. Yes. Yeah, Especially the hell of time on that. Crazy. Yeah. Those are some nice pianos. Mm -hmm. A lot of this, there was a lot of stuff. This draft, there was many, many drafts of the script. And they had to change it a lot based on when they uh, originally wrote the script and then, of course, like revisions and then when they actually got their cast. So, of course, they cast Esther. Uh, so the whole thing um, is she's she's a little girl, but she's not a little girl. And we'll get to that kind of big twist. This was a huge twist back into that. Like, this was one of those things yeah. where you saw this movie and you were like, holy shit, I did not see this coming. Even though there are some hints throughout the movie that kind of point in that direction. Uh, she, so the, the, they were going to explain more about her background, about how the reason why she tries to seduce the fathers of the families that she is with, uh, is because she was, so because of her condition, uh, she was abused by her father and pretty much told that she wasn't a woman, uh, that she'll never be a woman. She'll never be able to do things. So the reason behind her doing what she does is, uh, because she doesn't, she feels like she's a woman trapped in a child's body. So she was easily able to manipulate people by becoming a child or pretending to be a child to then seduce, you know, and try to, you know, get the satisfaction that she never could get because her father pretty much instilled in her that she was never going to be, never going to get married, never going to have kids, never have a family because of her condition. It's a really fucked up thing. Like this, like yeah. if you think about it, this movie's really sad and you kind of feel for Esther in a way, even though she is psychotic and homicidal. But like reading that, I'm like, damn, I'm glad they didn't put that in there because I feel the whole direction of the movie would have, they wouldn't have known how to land the plane on that one because they're just like, <laughs> we're just going to, we're just going to go the way we go. And then you're, you're really not like, you never, I don't feel in this movie, you really ever feel bad for Esther. At least I don't know if I did because I was like, no, this girl's just no. fucking crazy. She's psychotic. I She's didn't murdering people. And I mean, it sucks that she has the condition she has, mm -hmm. but it doesn't justify murdering people. So I'm glad that they kept that out of there. Uh, another one, which this one would, I think would have been a little bit more interesting to see, even though this movie was already a little too long was Kate and John already had a child. They were planning on adopting. And they would go to this orphanage to visit this girl, give her gifts, you know, and, you know, pretty much they were just trying to get acquainted with the girl before they adopt her. Well, Esther, they run into Esther and they kind of, you know, it's the same scene as in this in this movie. It's the same scene where they're talking with Esther, you know, complimenting her paintings. But in they never had the they never planned on adopting Esther. They had the plan on adopting this other girl. 
Well, Esther finds out, kills the girl. The sister Abigail finds the girl hanging in a closet. She just kind of throws it off as like, oh, this must have just been a game gone wrong. Never really figuring it was Esther until later on. And then once that happens and they're like, oh, well, we like this girl, too. So I guess we're going to adopt her instead. Mm. Yeah. Just adding. Yeah. That's what I was talking about. Earlier in this, there was a script versions of the script where Daniel dies. Like when she. I'm I'm surprised he didn't. I I know. Like the way they show that entire scene. I feel like he was originally like when they that whole scene there where she does it and then she runs away. How does he live? Like, yeah, I mean, do they reset it? I guess they resuscitate him because they all rush to his room. But yeah, I guess they, they just decided that it wasn't a good idea, but I I don't know. I guess it could have gone either way and I wouldn't. Yeah. Honestly, with the, with the way the, the, it all concludes, it wouldn't have mattered either way. Yeah. Uh, some of these I'm gonna wait until we get to the scene before we talk about it. I probably should have waited for that other one too. But um, ah, 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 hey, so what we're gonna do is we'll go around and talk about what we thought of the movie before we get to the plot. So let's start over DNA gaming. I don't know who went first last time, so you need to go first. Oh, all right, okay. Yeah, you need to go first now. I guess I am going first. Uh, so. In the beginning, I thought I was going to not like this movie because there was a few things that happened. I was like, oh, this is stupid. Uh, but as it went on further and further, I'm like, hey, I've kind of heard this before. So I'm pretty sure that I read a story. I'm a big true crime person. And I think mm-hmm. I'd read a story about something like this that had happened. And in the trivia, it actually confirmed. I was like, yeah. oh. But I liked it. I did like them. I did like the movie. I think there was a, a couple, uh, a couple stories that they took, that they created the plot for this movie from. Yeah, but I liked it. Uh, there were parts where, yeah, they it was a little long winded in the in the scene. Yeah, they could have cut that out, and it'd been fine. But yeah, I liked it. I don't know what to think about this movie still. I still don't know because we watch, sort of watched this movie and you'll know Parker because you don't know anything. You don't know what really happens until the very, very end. Yeah. But I didn't know. I knew nothing about this movie going in. So I don't know if it was like demon possession, ghosts, whatever. I don't know. None of that. None of that stuff. The more I watch this movie, the more it pissed me off. <laughs> and you should know why, because I hate when children are unrealistically de- de- uh, depicted in film. And going on in through this movie of somebody not knowing what this movie was about. Yeah. I was livid through most of this movie. And by the time you kind of like figure it out, I'm like, okay, that makes a little more sense, but I don't know if it's redeemed itself for me. I think the movie was acted well enough. It's got good actors in it. I, I thought it was a little bit long. Like we talked about some things could have been cut out, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Like, I'm really indifferent. Like, I don't know what to think about this movie. We'll get into it more later when we actually start getting further into the film. Yeah. I also don't like when kids get hurt. I, I cannot tolerate that yeah, movies. It's, it's I tough. just it's really hard, really, really hard for me. And I just that's another thing, another big strike against this movie. Uh, but. The best and most realistic scene of this entire movie, my wife and I were talking about this, is there's a scene where the main couple are having sex in the kitchen. 
and uh, he goes forward and she leans her head back and they crack each other in the head <laughs> together. And I was like, that is the most realistic sex scene I've ever seen in a movie in my entire fucking life. <laughs> and that is something worth mentioning. So, uh, yes, kudos for that movie. <laughs> okay. But there you go. <laughs> I saw that. I think I saw this in theaters. Um, See, so yeah, I was like 17 at the time. But, uh, yeah, it, I thought this movie was really good. Like I said, Isabel Furman is terrifying. And at the time, she was 10, uh, especially when she was, I think when she was filming this, she was 10. She plays a nine-year-old in this, right? Like, her, she's supposed to yeah, be playing yeah. a nine-year-old, which yeah. that was one thing. I was like, I feel like she is a little older than that. But, yeah, it, I enjoyed this movie. The twist just was like, it was just one of those what-the-fuck moments. Yeah. That still, I think, is one of like the most, like, what the fuck plot twists. Like that's some that's some fucking M Night Shyamalan plot twist going yeah. on there with oh yeah how this movie just turns out. This also is one of those things where it's it's got its it's got its comedic moments, but especially between the couple, especially earlier in the film, and then as Esther shows up, it kind of deteriorates everything. But it's also got a lot of hard-hitting um, topics, like you know the fact of of grief and you know losing a child and and just you know the whole thing behind you know how tough it is to kind of move on from those things and then you know adopting someone or adopting a child, which not a lot of adoption agencies like this movie because it doesn't because especially a lot of uh, northern European adoption agencies that are pretty much yeah. like oh so all russian little girls are psychotic and crazy it's like no just this one yeah just this one simmer down it's okay it's just a movie. yeah but yeah i guess this was a this wasn't very liked in the adoption community as I, I don't know if that's the right wording to go with but um yeah i enjoyed all the performances i, I think my least favorite performance is peter sarsgaard i just i couldn't stand john especially oh, no. towards the end shit. of the movie he just turns on such a dime. Like he's like, I'm supportive. Mm -hmm. I'm supportive. And then by the end, he's just like, fuck you, Kate. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck. I'm like, I understand there's, she did some fucked up things, but. So did he. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's a, I just didn't like the way his character kind of just, it was like, okay, he's fine. He's just fucking die. <laughs> it's, it's not good. But overall, I thought this movie was good. I think it still holds up especially because it's just wild to me when I'm like, holy shit, this movie came out in 2009. And uh, Isabel Furman, she was the best part of this movie. She's just terrifying. She plays this character so well. And I'm glad that they brought her back for the prequel, even though it was a little weird to watch, uh, especially since she's a lot older and she don't look like a child no more. But they yeah. did their best. And if you can get past the little jarring looks from her, uh, you'll enjoy the, the new one as well. But yeah. Those are our thoughts on the movie. Are we ready to talk about the plot? Yeah. I think so. Okay. I was waiting for your acknowledgement, Dan. I was yeah. Oh, I was doing it. research on something, a topic I'm going to bring up later. <laughs> oh, okay. Just real quick. It did not hit me until like, you, I was listening. Yeah, I was just <clears throat> double checking something. It's okay. It's okay. So this movie opens up to a very rough scene. Where, oh, gosh, yeah. where John and Kate, our main characters, are coming to the hospital because she's pregnant and she's ready to give birth. She's going into labor. She, she calls, you know, they, they get a, a nurse. She gets pushed in the wheelchair. And as she's getting pushed, 
into the wheelchair. You know, they're having a conversation about, you know, she's going to name her Jessica and all that stuff. And you're like, this is, we all know where this is going. And as she's getting pushed, there's just a trail of, she goes into, like, she has a contraction, I think. And then yeah. it just, it's just a trail of blood. And the nurse just keeps going. She doesn't notice yeah. it. I was like, okay. This is and I was like, this person see- is going super slow. Like, are they like gonna you that's know, push a lot of blood. the wheelchair faster? Yeah, it is. That's oh. a lot of fucking blood. Let's hurry this up, guys. Shit. Come on. So the next scene is them in the operating room, and then she gets and I, I completely forgot the context of this scene, but she's in the operating room because unfortunately her baby died. And the nurse is very blunt about it. She's like, I'm sorry for your loss. Your baby's dead. And you're like, yeah. whoa, that's a little, you probably could have gone in a little bit smoother with that. Maybe, yeah. you know, rubber yeah. a little bit. Um, All right. They're there. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, <laughs> she's, so she's being operated on. And do you notice the doctor is John? It's actually Peter Sarsgaard playing the doctor and really? playing John. Yeah. No, I had no idea. Which if, if you've seen the movie before, it kind of you're like, oh, OK, that makes sense for the context of the scene. But if you're going into it and like, wait, whoa, you get thrown off. You're like, is that that's him? Like, why is he there? And then he comes walking in with the camera and you're like, oh, this is even more. Does he not know? Did they not tell him? Somebody <laughs> tell this man the bad news, because this is not something he should be recording. And then she wakes up. It's a nightmare. So you're like, oh, I mean, you find out that she did lose her child. And this is kind of a recurring nightmare for her. Uh, she's just reliving these tragic events. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so she wakes up from the nightmare. She goes to her therapist to talk about it, played by Margot Martindale, Dr. Browning. And uh, I don't like this character at all. I don't like I don't her either. at all. And she gets worse because, oh, God, it just pisses me off. But yeah, she, they're talking about the nightmares. They're talking about her, I guess. Uh, I don't know if she formed a drinking problem after she probably formed a drinking problem after she had the stillbirth, uh, which is understandable yeah. in a way, you know, yeah. it's a very traumatic experience. Uh, but I guess it's, it's implied later, which I'll talk about it now, but it's implied later that she almost killed her daughter. She drunk, she was drunk, passed out. And I guess her daughter wandered to the frozen, to the lake and almost drowned. And the father saved her. But she's they're looking to adopt. They're talking about adopting. She's talking about how she's really nervous about it. And but she feels it's that it's it's about time that they move on and um, bring somebody else into the family. She goes to pick up her daughter, Max. Uh, She goes to a she's deaf. So she's go. She goes to a school for the deaf. And she's got really cool drawing. Yeah, great job. GG. And this is the thing pisses me off more than anything. Like they're at a fucking red light and the fucking person behind them honks at her. And then the light's red. Why the fuck are you beeping at me? I mean, she should have been paying attention and notice that the light's still red. But the fact is like, shut I will get out and I will beat your ass. Beat that again. But she, yeah, they only get, yeah, she fucking gets hit by, not just a car. It's almost like a fucking dump truck. (laughs) Just, or maybe a garbage truck. I don't even remember what it was. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, So she, we then see her playing piano and she does very well because she's actually playing piano. Like we said earlier in the show, Vera Formiga is a classically trained pianist. I guess there was a whole 
uh, piano scene or something or piano playing scene that they just cut yep. out completely from the movie and she was pissed yeah, about it. Supposed to be this part was supposed to be longer because she, I guess she wrote this. Whatever she's playing, I I don't care. The we didn't need it. I don't need no. to, I, if the thing is, is like if they wanted to include that in like a deleted scene or put that on like the DVD and Blu-ray, cool. Which I guess they didn't. Yeah. Which is even more of a, just a kick in the balls. Yeah. But what the fuck? Like, why? We, yeah. we didn't need this. She could be mad about all she wants. We don't need a fucking five minute piano playing scene. <laughs> it's not what this movie's about. And <laughs> she's getting distracted. So she's she's writing the song and she's getting distracted because she hears loud banging outside and she goes outside. And Max is trying to shoot on the hoop and she keeps hitting the concrete. It's fucking concrete. How is she hearing that inside her house? It's literally like she's got like cardboard outside her room. It's just bouncing off the thing. She's like, fuck. Whoa. She goes outside. Well, she's like, stop it. <laughs> we had the uh, subtitles on closed captioning and it's like, it kept saying stomp. And I'm like, yeah. after the fact, I'm like, who's stomping? Yeah. It said, yeah, it was weird, but it was like, how did she hit this concrete? But whatever. <sighs> Lord. The dad comes home. Uh, and he's got the son with him, and oh, it's just a it's an adorable looking family. It's like we don't need no more. This is fine. You've established. Yeah, we're good. We get the really touching scene between Kate and Max, where she wants her to read her the book. I guess they made her like a custom book to kind of explain the whole thing with her sister. It's sad. It's very sad. And we get, do you know how many fucking times they did the stupid jump scares where there's nothing that fucking oh, jumps out? Dude, there's so many like red herrings or stop false it. jump scares and shit. I'm like, stop. Oh, oh, she, oh, cheap jump scares. One thing oh. I will say, I will say this outside of, for the most part, like the big twist that I felt this movie was very predictable. Not necessarily in a bad way. You just kind of—it was very—it felt like it had a flow. Like, okay, this is coming up. This is going to be important later. This is mentioned. This is going to be mentioned. Something that was very much critiqued about this movie. That was one of like the downsides. People just—it's a very formulaic plot. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah, you can still do that and make it good. I'm not saying this movie's bad for it, but I'm just saying it's just that's it. Just has a formulaic plot. Yeah, I just think it was the fact that there was a lot of movies coming out in the mid to late 2000s. That kind yeah. of went in the same direction as this movie. I, I think the biggest thing that that really that I think makes this movie better than some of those other ones was the fact that Isabel Furman's performance is fucking terrifying. And like she like Isabel Furman's character, like her as Esther, it for me is like as creepy as some of the child actors from like the early like the omen, like fucking Damien and fucking Reagan when she's like Maybe not. Reagan is like some of the like probably the most terrifying fucking thing ever. Yeah. But like, she, she's terrifying. She's absolutely terrifying in different ways. But I think that's what makes it different. And then also the fucking twist in this movie definitely yes. puts it out. Yeah. Way beyond the rest. But yeah, we get so many of those jump scares. Like she opens up the cabinet, the inner bathroom to take her pills out. And then you're expecting you're like, oh, and she shuts it. Nothing's there. But then it happens again later. And then the husband's there and you, you son of a bitch. Yeah, I was waiting for it. I, was, I even told her when we watched it. I was like, there's going to be a jump scare with this cabinet. At some point, <laughs> it's going to happen. But this was the one where the husband was there 
And she turns around and she just like hugs him. And then she's like, you smell good. I don't know why I had to write that down. Uh, <laughs> you, you smell good. Thank you. <laughs> I hate telling people that because I'm like, I don't want to sound creepy, but you yeah. smell good. And it's like, damn it. Should I just yeah. kept that in? That actually makes me really happy because I'm like, well, I'm glad I smell good. And Oh, yeah, absolutely. I just want to walk up to people who smell like that and be like, fucking de- deodorant. Go. Dude. Yeah, I know, now. dude. I, I was talking to the, at the card shop I usually go to, and the guy's like, does it smell that? And I was like, yeah, it smells great in here. It's like, yeah, no gamer funk. I was like, I know it's a problem <laughs> with our subspecies. I mean, we just <laughs> we just have, there's just some of us that don't understand the concept of buying expensive oh, things and the bar. Jesus no. Christ. Yodorant, it's not hard to put on. I digress. Uh, but they're very nervous. She's very nervous about adopting. Uh, and he's kind of just like, well, we don't have to if you don't, you know, if you're not ready. And she's like, no, I think it's it's a good time. So they are going to St. Mariana's, I think is the school's name. Is that was, am I right? St. Mariana? I don't, I don't remember, remember, actually. Maybe. It's a school for girls. It's a school for, yeah. uh, it's, a, it's an orphanage. And they're looking for that that new kid. So instead of, you know, trying to have another kid because it probably was a high risk, I don't think they ever explained that, but when you have a stillborn or it, or, you know, problems with a prior pregnancy, it makes it harder to get pregnant again or to have a sustainable pregnancy as somebody, you know, we we, we both have children and have probably gone through that shit and it's not fun. Uh, but yeah, it, it makes it harder to have children once something that traumatic happens to your body. So uh, usually a lot of people do this. They'll if they want another kid, you go out and adopt. And yes, this movie did turn a lot of people away from adoption. Don't, don't let a movie do that. <laughs> don't let a movie. A, this is a fucking a movie. movie. Don't let a movie sway your decision to do something, especially something this. This is a, a big decision for people. So. Because you you might adopt a serial killer. No, yes. it's not what's there gonna happen. There is a slim, slim possibility that could happen, but it's most of probably gonna be from the United States, not from yeah. you know an Eastern European country. We're from another country. It's scary. I digress. Someone's spying on them. You get the the eerie scene where it, you know who it is, but it's just somebody's looking at them from like the top of the the, the building. As they're walking in, and then you get this stupid fucking line from John. He's just like, "Look at that! Is that a snorfin? Talk about the fucking oh, snowman! Oh my yes. god! Oh, fuck my you, dude. John! Shut the fuck up, dude! It's, you suck, dude! You fucking suck! <laughs> Jesus! And uh, why do all the girls in this orphanage dress like they're from the thirties? Do orphanages really just, they're just like, well, we've had these forever. We have no money to buy new uniforms. Gotta keep recycling, man. Go to Walmart. There's, you could literally buy shirts and shorts for fucking $6. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I can buy graphic tees for $5 at Walmart. Come on. Yeah, now Walmart sells uh, uh, uniform, school uniforms. Exactly. Come on. Could at don't. least be up to date. These, these, and not... these, girl, these little girls are going through enough as it is. And now you're making yep. them look like they we're back in time. We're in a Guillermo del Toro movie. No, no, we, <laughs> we're not in the orphan we anymore. We're in the orphanage. Actually, I don't think yeah, Guillermo del Toro on that one. Just, but... It's because it's a Catholic. 
cool. Yeah, it's I don't I don't know. I didn't like it. I don't like it. Dad, uh, so I guess dad had to uh, to go to the bathroom. The bathroom's upstairs for some reason. I don't know why. Like, that's just a weird layout for your uh, your orphanage where the bathroom. I understand there was a bathroom downstairs, too. But why are you going to the upstairs one? It's weird. I know this is an old building, but where's the bathroom? At? Yeah, shitter's out back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was blunt. All oh, right. my God. So he hears some singing. So he goes into a room and he sees this girl painting and she's really good. Like, don't do it, John. It's a siren song. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. It's kind of like what that's exactly what happens. And Kate's downstairs. She's looking at all the other kids and she's like, oh, uh, John had to go to the bathroom. And they're like, oh, well, should we do you want to just wait for him? or Should we go look for him? I'm like, is he fucking lost? (laughs) Like, yeah, he must have been to find it. How big is this place? It's huge. (laughs) And. So Kate comes upstairs and joins the Esther show. And Esther tells her, like, they're like questioning her, like, why aren't you at the party? And she's like, because I'm different. You know, I don't like those things. Uh, she's like, oh, being different is is good, which is true. Very true. This is a very true statement that she says. I was like, yeah, you're right. Uh, but being a, um, a murderous non-child is different. So after this whole meeting, like they fall in love with her pretty much. And then they talk with sister Abigail about uh, her history. So I guess she's from Russia and her prior family. She was with died in a fire. Watch the prequel. Everybody. She always wears ribbons on her wrists and her neck because she's a princess. She's kind of like a princess. I was like, oh, no, that's not why. <clears throat> yeah, no, not at all. Or maybe. So on the way home, so they adopt her. You get the scene where she walks out of the orphanage. Get your and, shit and get in the car. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and I guess when, which is something I didn't notice, but I was looking through some of the, some trivia, is that when Sister Abigail is waving goodbye to Esther, she has her hand behind her back with her fingers crossed. Mm. Which is like, oh, you didn't tell him everything, did you? Just kidding. Even though later on it doesn't matter. No. So on the way home, uh, Kate teaches Esther some sign language because, of course, she had to tell her that Max is deaf. So she's kind of, you know, that's the only way she's going to be able to communicate. Yeah. She's like, this is for the visual viewer. She's like, this is thank you. And this is the most important one. Just keep that in mind in America. (laughs) And she meets the family. The grandmother's there. I think this is John's mom. She's weird. I don't like her. She's judgmental. I wasn't a fan of her. Judgmental, uh, overbearing mother. Yeah. You know, Kate. Like, the scene later on with her, I was like, fuck you. Go outside. Jump in the snow without a coat on. Fucking weirdo. Uh, the son's not a fan because, of course, we're gonna, we gotta have this whole thing, this, like, this strife between both of them of I don't like I want to have a relationship, but I was like, fuck you. You're not my sister type deal, which happens throughout this entire movie. But then it's justified. Um, And then you get the scene where they're giving Esther gifts and stuff, kind of like a welcome home thing. And fucking Daniel's over there playing Guitar Hero with his friend, and he's like all pissed yeah. off as his dad will watch her play his solo on Guitar yeah. Hero. Get over it, Daniel. 
Get over it, Daniel. Yeah, get over it. Yeah, how old's that kid got to be? Like 13, 12, something like that? Old enough like to, to stop being a little bitch. Yeah, play, suck it in, man. Play your guitar hero. Listen, I, I get it. Like, I get, like, having to deal with that situation where, like, someone new is coming into your family. This is not just, like, somebody who's going to be here for a couple of days. Like, this is somebody who's going to be living with you. And you have to adjust to that. But like, this is the first day you understand you knew what was going to happen. It is adjustment period. But like being pissed off at your dad because he won't watch you play guitar hero. Like, did your dad watch you play guitar hero before? Probably not, dude. Simmer. Down. I doubt it. This, this doesn't, I mean, maybe it was, I don't know the way I felt like this, this felt like there was a, ton, a passage of time. I don't I feel this like was, this was the same. This, this it may have been the same week. It felt like there was some passage of time. I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of time that passes, and they're like, "Oh yeah, like three weeks ago this happened." I'm like, three weeks." Well, didn't Sister Abigail said that she would draw up the papers and see them in three weeks? Yeah, then she says something about needing the dental records and stuff later. Yeah, and it doesn't say like, "Oh, I didn't get those yet." Like, how yeah. much time has passed? Like, yeah, there's no real definition of like how long well, they've been there. Well, there was one scene that happens, and then she's talking to Sister Abigail. It's like, "Oh yeah, Esther did this three weeks ago," and I was like, "That happened three weeks ago? Didn't that just yeah. happen in oh, the yeah. prior scene?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, I just wanted to be a little. I just wanted to be a dick to Daniel because he's whining like a bitch. And by all means. Oh, God. Esther uh, gets an easel oh, because she likes to paint. That's a it is a terrible fucking name. God, who would curse <laughs> their child with such a name? <laughs> oh, okay, but yes, an, an, an easel, yes, Carol. Yes, an easel. You'll love this paint. one, Esther. <laughs> like, I hope you'll like it. I love it. All right, cool. We're going to paint together sometime. Daddy, um, I like lacquer-based paint. I love the smell. But, okay, so going, going back to, to Daniel... I honestly, other, uh, the other asshole. Yeah, I kind of feel like because you know his parents are all taking care of the deaf sister. Like I kind of feel like he feels left out. Yeah, I know. I just so that's why asshole. he kind of. I I just feel like he kind of wants the attention because they're giving the attention to the little sister. The things, and now guitar hero. My fucking dad didn't I sit know. down and watch me play video games because I've been like, I know. What are you fucking doing. Yeah, so I'm like, my parents would give two shits about it. I'd be playing mad. I'd be playing Madden on a 19 inch TV in my kitchen. My dad would walk through. My dad never gave a shit. Like, turn that shit off and go outside. You want to watch me throw a football (laughs) in a video game? He'd be like, why don't you go outside fucking actually throw a football? Okay, I'll do that later. I I want you get a job. That'll impress. Why don't you get a job? That'll impress me more. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just fucking right. My parents do the same shit. So. We find out that, oh, so uh, Daniel and his friends, they go to his treehouse, and he's got porno up there, baby. He's got the good stuff. Your life will change on page 34. <laughs> this stuff, this right here is Hustler. This is the this more right here is my childhood. This is exactly the shit I used to do. She reads the articles. Yeah, no, yeah, she has. She reads the articles. She has to. The, we're, we're, Wait, there's we're articles quoting, in those magazines? No, we're quoting <laughs> our next our next movie we're covering. Oh, Jesus. This is a book Christ. called Shaved. Not too familiar with this title. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I've never heard of this one. But I get <laughs> it why it was like that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is, I mean, other than the fact I didn't have this really badass treehouse that this kid's got. This kid's fucking awesome. He's that got like, secret compartments house. in his floor. I was like, what is yeah. this? But he's got, yeah, he's got the good mags, man. He's got the good fucking mags. 
Yeah, he um, does. I had to. Yeah, Playboy I had to, steal, I had to like, steal him from my dad. It's weird. Oh, dude, um, we had the one. We had the one that was in the bush, <laughs> and then we had the one that my uncle's like. Wait, like, like in a bu- like in an actual bush? Yeah, it was just in a fucking bush. That was the bush <laughs> one, and then there was the one. This is way later. This was the one, and my uncle. No shame. Oh, this man. He's, he's, I can't wait. Uh, the, the, it, no shame he was just like you just go in the bathroom and there's like a metal like medicine cabinet and they're just right there on top clearly sticking <laughs> out like you're not oh hiding this up you're like nah, that's where i keep them like all that's right so dude good. yeah yeah that's he so had good. no shame no shame so whatsoever. yeah so we then we see uh esther and max playing outside and that's when you get this dickish moment from the mother-in-law and she's just like Dude, what are you gonna do? She's like, well, she talks about how she's. Uh, Kate talks about how she wants to go back to teaching. She's like, oh, at Yale, you can't go back to Yale. She's like, well, that's not where I was gonna go. Fuck you, fucking whatever your name shit. is, Barbara. You could be some, you could be more fucking supportive. You can see why John's the ah, way he is. Damn, what ah. a piece of shit, dude. Just, that's exactly how I feel about your mom. Wow! <laughs> I just kidding. I just kidding. I, just kidding. I oh, like her. Oh man! Her mom's dope fucking. She makes awesome lima beans. Your mom's dope as shit. She tolerates me. So she's. <laughs> here, I love you. I just wanted to fuck with you on here just to see what your reaction was gonna be. So, uh, John's gonna get some action. He's been trying to make his move, and she's not been in it in the mood because you know she's still got a lot of shit on her mind, which is understandable. And he doesn't pressure. Good on you, John. But she comes up and you know and initiates, and you're like, oh shit, what's about to go down? And they're about to get into the passions of love until Esther fucking cock blocks him, and then's like, Damn. I want to sleep with Daddy, and he's like, wait a second, I gotta, I gotta chop this wood down. Real quick before I allow this child in my bed. Jesus Christ. I was like, let me tell you guys, when you're in it and that's happening, it's not, it doesn't just like that, dude. You need some time. Like, just give me a few minutes, guys. Just wait. Yeah, I would have been like, yeah, can you give me like 10 minutes? Please. So, yeah, so, and she gets really fucking cuddly with him too. And I was just kind of weird. Yeah, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. So, it's time for school. Esther comes down in a dress, which I didn't think was that bad, but everybody's like, whoa, this is weird. Don't wear that, Esther. You're going to be like, I was like, it just doesn't even look that bad. It's going to think you're a whore. Like, no, not really. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I'm just being, no, it was just, it was a very, what's the conservative, just an old file. Like she's been wearing this whole time. The old style dress. Fucking Jesus. So she, so Esther gets introduced in her class and you got this dumb, Stupid little girl, Brenda. What'd she say? Oh, the fucking somebody called. They want their dress back. And I was like, and then the teacher says nothing. Why? What? It's like this in a lot of movies. Why Why do they not let teachers not do anything? Like, shut the fuck up, Brenda. Like, throw a rock at her dumbass head. Just take a fucking textbook. Just that. I am not advocating child abuse. But in this movie, fuck Brenda. (laughs) I just kidding. I just kidding. I just she, or no. What no, if the, she gets what she deserves? What, what if the what if what if the what if the what if the teacher just doesn't like correct her, but it just says really condescending, like passive, like not even passive aggressive, just flat verbal abuse comments. <laughs> like, don't worry about her, Esther. Her dad's got a drinking problem, and her mom sleeps around a lot. <laughs> like, that'd be oh, fucking great. God. 
Oh, uh, yeah. It's, a fuck, it's annoying. Uh, we then go to Esther and Max playing on the frozen pond. And, oh, Kate is not happy about this. She fucking, get the fuck off! Like, oh, sorry. She's like, you know you're not supposed to be out there. The hell? Jesus. We see Daniel shoot a bird with a paintball gun. And he's like, <sighs> oh shit. Is it and this is a nice paintball gun? It's a Tipman 98 special, baby. I'm not I'm not convinced that would kill that bird. No, I don't think it would have. It might have it might have hurt it. I mean, it might have stunned, how, just might, stunned it. Matter how close he was and what the velocity of that paintball was. And that was a pretty good fucking shot, too. It was, it was, yeah. So he shoots the bird. The bird's suffering. So Est- he does. Yeah. He can't finish it off. Esther's like, "You need to do it." And he's like, "I can't." And then she does it. And then he's like, "What's wrong with you?" And it's like, "I'm just yeah. putting this bird out of its misery. It's, it's gonna suffer, you fucking weirdo." The bird's like, "Oh God! Oh, <laughs> I was just going out to get milk and eggs. I'll never see my son again." <laughs> oh, I forget that one. Bury me with my money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. Esther takes a bath and she locks the door. And Kate's like, "Fuck, we don't lock doors in this house." And she's like, "Well, <sighs> that's and where I'm somebody like, comes what? in." Why? That's weird. That's weird. I'm sorry. That's weird. They, these people. No offense. If this is Wait, what you are, it's great. weird that she doesn't allow her to lock the door. Yes. Like I I, get, when I go to the bathroom, I'm not gonna like flop dick and like don't walk in the bathroom. I get why <laughs> because if she's taking a bath. She already had one kid drown. What I fit happens? True. I get I think it. It's just but her being nervous about that. Yeah. Well. But this is an older child. Yeah. I she's from the old to, country. My son locks the door every time. Every yeah. time. I mean, I can like, easily unlock the door because yeah. that's just the way our doors are designed. But <laughs> yeah, because your son in the bathroom. Police, we're coming in! <laughs> like, kicking the door. You forgot your toilet paper, dude. Like, it's sad you bro- blow the hinges out. Grab a goddamn washcloth! <laughs> Dude! So, so while shit. Esther is taking a bath, Kate wanders into her room and looks around, and she uh, notices that one of her drawers doesn't close all the way. But So what's back there but an old-ass Bible? And there's a man's picture in it, and it's weird. But she kind of passes it off like maybe this is her dad her birthday maybe I, like she doesn't really question it. it's just like oh okay this is kind of weird so she puts it back uh we get another day of school where esther gets bullied by her own brother he knocks her books out of her hands douchebag and oh, then shit, that dude. same douchey fuck you brenda she comes up and says other shit and then tries to pull the ribbon off her neck and she just goes berserk she just literally goes berserk oh she fucking she throws the bible up in the air yeah and all the pages get is this your bible it. So I like. Pl- did you hear the friend though, Brenda's friend, while uh-huh. like she's going to pick up all her? She's like, "Why'd you have to do that?" I was like, "Yeah, Brenda, fuck you." And yeah. that girl shouldn't be Brenda's your friend. Being a bitch. Well, yeah. see, I would I would have enjoyed this whole scene a lot better in two ways. If for one, when she went for like the thing on her neck, she didn't like scream. She just laid her the fuck out. <laughs> and yeah. two, when all the pictures like flew up in the air and all the things started raining down, it just started playing "Raining Men" by Weather Girls. <laughs> Oh, I'll stop. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll try to be more on point. Oh, <laughs> uh, Esther goes home and she is being taught how to play piano by Kate. And, you know, she Kate's trying to tell her it's OK. And she's like, no, I made 12 mistakes. That's not OK. She's like, well, that's just how it works. 
you've it's never played before. Dude. Fine. And then she, yeah, she, you know, was like, do you want to talk about what happened at school? She's just like, not really. She's like, well, let me show you something. So she shows her Jessica's flowers, which is she, I guess they took Jessica's ashes. They sprinkled it over this thing of dirt and roses grew out of it. And it's like the one thing that keeps Jessica around. Yeah. And you're like, fuck, this is not going to end well. Like you already nope, assume yep. once you see these fucking flowers, yep. you're like, this is something's yeah. happening to these flowers later. There's going to be some payoff here. Then we get the sex scene in the kitchen. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> and I like, there's like many times like, we shouldn't do it in here. And this is like, nah, I like the danger. <laughs> I wait at the danger zone. Yeah. And, and of course he gets the, they do. They fucking headbutt each other. Yes. But boy, they're in the fucking throes of passion in this scene. Damn. Yeah. Like just pick she her getting, up and take her to the room. She's getting dick down. Hot dickings. <laughs> Angela, would you like to add to that? Nope, I'm good. <laughs> Somebody's gonna watch this and go, "You're making your co-host uncomfortable." I'm like, no, no, I'm not. not. I am no, definitely not, not uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm just dying laughing. If we, it, we're making, making our audience uncomfortable. Dude, that's maybe. what I was gonna say. Maybe. 15 years. Yeah, I was going to say, you, I, there's been no on the more show uncomfortable. How long the amount of sex jokes we say in this show. Like, oh. Yeah. So Esther sees them and they're like, oh shit. I would have been like, nah, man, I'm almost done. It's just, just, she's going up the stairs. We can just finish this off. Let's go. You're good. Uh, she then goes and talks to her. She's like, we need to talk about yesterday. She's like, you know, when a when a when a man and a woman love each other very much, yeah, I know about I know about fucking yeah yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they and they have the conversation like how the how does she know that word? She used it correctly, John. Yeah, dude, kids use words like that all the yeah. time correctly, and you you wonder like what they learned from their parents. So when she picked it up at school, oh. <laughs> I, when Ridley said damn it that one time to to Buffy, he'd never heard it from us. I'd be more, I'd be more concerned if my kid came up to me and told me, Dad, I know what an Alabama hot pocket is. I'd be like, oh, oh fuck. Okay. We're sure about that one. Do not oh, look that up. Okay. Do not look that up. That I'm would concern me. <laughs> so, Please do not. <laughs> I like the conversation, though, about how, like, questioning how she knows about the word. And... <laughs> And the end of the conversation where she's just like, you need to spend some fucking time with her. And he's like, okay, bitch. That's, oh, like, yeah. that's a great way to end that conversation. Okay. We talked about this. Everybody's different, right? I, I just don't do that. Like, I don't call my wife names. Like, I just, even if you're just I joking. I think it was just like, the context. I don't think he, like, goes around calling his wife a bitch. It was just the fact that she, no. like, says what she says. And then he's like, I mean, they were I don't joking. say it. I don't say it either. I would, you know, but I would never even jokingly call you that. That's oh, so rude. But I don't know. But again, I I don't I don't agree with again. This is they could do whatever they want. I don't agree with their parenting style, which comes into play here shortly. So they go to the park. John brings Esther and Max to the park, and Max or uh, John is pushing Max in the swing. And a mom comes up. You know she's gonna she's like she's got everything on bond. She's gonna 
she got a boobies yeah. hanging out. She's like, hey, John, what's up? And Esther notices everything that's going on. She's like, hey, you want to move a chair for me? And he's like, yeah, uh, I'll, me and Kate will come over one day and we'll help you out. Like, like, good save, which, John. Yeah, good job, man. Um, or just say no when she asked him help moving a chair. Why the yeah. fuck is she asking you? It's just, it's just weird, man. Haven't seen you at the PTA lately. <laughs> Here's my boobs. Um, <laughs> Esther notices Brenda's at the party. She's like, yeah, baby. Payback's out, bitch. And she follows her up this me. badass fucking <laughs> playground. Oh, yeah, dude. This is awesome playground. This, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, this is something else I'm going to talk about. We can continue to spot, speak about the jump scares that happened in this movie. When the fuck are kids this quiet and suddenly this loud to be jumped? No. You hear your kids like a mile away screaming. There'll be scenes. In this movie, there's still like, there's nothing, 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 nothing. Loud kids in the screen. But that's not the way children work. I just want to let everybody know that. Like nope, the, the scene at, at the, the orphanage. Orphanage. Nothing, nothing, nothing. That's <laughs> 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 funny. Like, whoa. Thank you, Tanya. Where the fuck did you come from, weirdos? Uh, so, yeah, she stalks her and you get a couple of like those jump scenes where or the jump scares where you think it's going to be something, but it's just a kid eh? until she's at the fucking slide and Esther just comes out of nowhere and just fucking and just snaps her ankle on the side of the slide. I'm like, damn. Yeah, that's that looked painful. It looked painful. I know how this scene could have been better. All this plays out the same, but instead of like, you know, just pushing her, she just like fucking missile drop kick, jump both legs right into her back off the top, breaks her leg on the way down, all that fun stuff. Oh. That would be great. Make it more oh, dramatic, right. Esther. You're already fucking, I don't know. Just go ahead. So Max sees it. She looks up and Esther's still hovering over that. Set. Like it's a very eerie scene where she's just in that opening and then she like walks away. It's dinner, or at dinner, they are trying to talk about it, and Esther's just like, oh, she just tr she tripped. And then Max covers for her, uh, saying the same thing. And then Daniel just goes on a fucking hate tirade towards Esther, uh, throwing the R word out there, and the parents don't fuck it. They're just like, don't say that. And you're like, nah. Yeah. My son mm -hmm. uses the R word. Things are going down. Like that's what the fuck? Like I would have been, I would have been more like, oh no, if if my kid said that than if he said fuck. Yeah. Like when he says like she's not my fucking sister, I would have yeah. been more like, oh my fuck, like we're gonna have a fucking conversation on the word he said before that. Well, see, that's well, that's another thing we were sitting here watching this, and I was like, who just lets their kids say shit like this and just walk away? Like two all. They're like, mm, I'd be living. Yeah, no, don't say that. That's yeah. not appropriate conduct. Like, no, who fucking? Do, do, oh my god. I mean, Victor mouthed the f word yesterday, and I was like, "What did you just say?" Yeah. Oh, dude. I don't. Like, I know they're gonna do it like, when you're not around. Like when they get old enough and stuff. Like, you know, like they sure shit ain't doing it in front of me. Don't. That is not appropriate. Oh, by the way, this is when the movie. Like, I was fine with the movie up to like here. Like when, this is where it started going downhill for me, by the way. So Daniel's punishment is he gets his treehouse locked up. No kitty books. Why? <laughs> Sister <laughs> Abigail calls about Esther. Uh, and she's going to come. Is this what she doesn't explain it? Oh, no. She calls about uh, the dental stuff, right? The dental yeah. Yeah. stuff yeah. and all that. 
Yeah. And then this is when she mentions that Esther said fuck three weeks ago. I'm like, Jesus, time flies in this goddamn movie. Right. And this is where Esther is like asking Max what she's saying because Max can read lips. So she's pretty much telling her she's talking about you and all that. So pretty much Esther is trying to turn Max against her family, pretty much like using her as a pawn in her fucked up games. Uh, Kate walks in randomly and Esther just laying it down on the piano. Like she's just and you're like, and she's like, oh, I thought you didn't know how to play. She's like, I never said that. And if you go back, she never says she can't play nope. piano. Because Kate goes, hey, would you like me to teach you? And she goes, I would love that. And that's the extent of it. So she's not wrong. She's not an idiot. Yep. thought that was a really cool touch. She's like, I never said that. She, and she's probably she's still trying to like it. She's like, no, you did. You said you didn't know. And it's like, no, no, I did not. Oh, fuck. And then you get the big fight between John and Kate about past mistakes. Um, I guess yep. John cheated on Kate. Did Kate cheat on him, too? Or was it the her just being drunk and almost killing their daughter? I think, I think it was that was thing. it. Was the that the thing? thing. Okay. Because he doesn't come out and say anything about her cheating. Yeah, and then so like him making. Supposedly but, he did it like ten years ago, but he she only knew about it like two years ago. I was like, yeah, yeah. that is that is kind of fucked up, dude. Yeah. And like the fact that like he tries to make her feel like I think he did this. He tried to make her feel like, oh, you should be grateful that I took you back. Yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm like, your okay. wife's been through a lot yeah. of fucking shit, man. Don't be a fucking yeah. asshole. And Esther is loving every bit of this. Oh, absolutely she is. Uh Esther gets a unpleasant surprise as Sister Abigail's here. And she comes to tell the couple about Esther's past. Esther is always around bad things. Bad things happen. Esther's there. And this is where you get the infamous line. I think there's something wrong with I think there's something wrong with Esther, which is like the tagline. Yeah. So, like, I guess like a kid stabbed himself and she was there. Like a bunch of shit happened and she was there. Yeah. Coincidentally, she's in the day. And this is when John. See, once the fight happens uh, between John and Kate, this is when John starts just being the most insufferable fucking person in this movie. Yep. So she, he does it. He's like, she's just a kid. She's just a kid. Bub, bub. I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Like, he sees none of, nothing. Like, Kate is the one who witnesses a lot of this shit, and she's just like, nobody believes you. Sucks to suck. Yep. And she goes, well, maybe we should bring her to the shrink. And he's like, fine, we'll bring her to the shrink. Esther plans an attack on Sister Abigail with Max's help. This is just a fucking crazy scene. And she plays Russian roulette with Max. I'm like, I forgot about this scene. And it's disturbing. Yeah. I hate this fucking scene. This is what I'm talking about. Like, this is like the point where like, from your perspective, as the first time viewer, like, none of this makes sense. This is the dumbest shit. Like, why is this happening? It's fucking idiotic. For me, it was. But because you don't know on. the twist? Yeah, I didn't know the twist. Okay. I thought she was just a little kid. Like, that's what I'm talking about kids being misled. You're like, why well, does she know all this shit? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, she's clearly not oh. possessed or a demon or something. Right. Because I didn't know. Like, I was like, when's it going to yeah. happen? Like, until, so, like, then. 
But anyway, go ahead. Esther and Max cause Sister Abigail to crash, and Esther attacks her. So Esther just pushes Max into the fucking road, and at the, no joke, like this yeah. close to just getting smoked by Abby's car. Exactly. I was and like, if she hurts this little girl, I'm going to be pissed. I would have been so mad. I would have been like, yep, time to turn this off. So she crashes, but it's not that bad. She gets out to, like, she knows it's Max. She goes to console her, and she's like, okay, what the hell's going on? And then she gets a fucking hammer right to the melon uh, yep. by Esther, uh, which fucks her up. And it's Christmas melon farmer. Yeah, she gets knocked out, and then Esther and Max drag her off the road. This guy who drives by would have noticed, even it, if they were already on the other side of that bridge. Yeah, uh, and also her car is right there. Like, yeah. um, that's what I was gonna say because it's like it's like off the road, but it's almost like conveniently enough where it's just kind of parked on the side of the road. Yeah, it's, I feel it, like it, this it, wasn't a great direction. spot. It's a totally dope 1970 satellite wagon. Just gonna throw it out yeah, there. It's a pretty cool car. So she okay, rolls awesome. down the hill, and she she wakes up, and Esther finishes her off by just fucking destroying her with this hammer okay not no comment to the actress or whatever i don't think those two kids could physically kids pull, could physically pull her, pull her off the road i ref, i don't believe that i don't buy it I don't. yeah i mean especially max like there's no way like i that's like having my six it's like asking my six-year-old to move like a full-grown body like what yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna go ask just, my kids when they get older if they can drag me around because I'm not a heavy guy. Like, drag yeah. me around somewhere. See how that works out for you. Yeah. <laughs> so she tells Max that she better not tell. Uh, she changes, and she also, and then you get the scene where she threatens Daniel in his bed, and it's terrifying. She's got the box cutter to his throat. Yeah. And she says, "She says uh, I'll cut off your little prick before you even know what to do with it." And I was like, "That is a fucked up line right there." But mm-hmm. so well executed by this actual child. Yeah, because that's 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 when Daniel sees them coming in and out of coming the, out of the treehouse because it's supposed to be locked, but Max stole the key. Yeah. So, of course, Daniel gets threatened. He is pretty much being blackmailed by uh, Esther as well. Uh, we then go to the shrink. So the. Dr. Browning, she talks to Esther first, and then Kate goes in there with John, and this is when John is just it's just like I fucking hate John and I hate Dr. Browning. Yeah. Because they're just so like they're just attacking Kate this whole time. Like Kate is just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like she tells her, like, you need to open up and just connect more with Esther. She's like, I have been. I've been trying. What are you talking about? And John's like, I haven't seen it. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, wh- what do you mean? Where have you been? <laughs> oh, John, you're just terrible. And Esther loses her shit in the bathroom. She just is in the stall, just losing her mind. Uh, I think it's because she knows that things are starting to unravel. And that's the reason that it all happens. Yeah, yeah. So go to one. You can't take me back. Don't do yeah. it. So... John continues just being a prick. Um, we get a, yeah, we get the, another sister from the orphanage that calls about Abby. They don't know where she is, and then they discover her body. And who did it? They don't know who did it. Oh, no. Why would somebody do this? We get the really disturbing blacklight painting by Esther where it's the, I think it's the orphanage. Is it a painting of the orphanage? 
Pretty sure. It and is. then when she turns the black light on, it shows like people on fire and shit. And it's either that or it's either that or it's the painting of the um, institute she was from. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, she's got this really menacing face, and I was like, God, she's so scary. Whoa, excuse me, Jesus. <laughs> it's all right. It's flavor text. <laughs> Woo. Uh, Kate needs to know more about Esther. John and Esther are going to go hang out because uh, she was supposed to go to the dentist, but she doesn't want to. So he's like, oh, that's fine. We won't go this time, but we will reschedule and we'll play hooky and you can come um, hang out with me. I think they paint, like right? You have to paint. Yeah, you have to paint a picture. Yep. And we find out later why she doesn't want to go to the dentist. Yep. Yes, we do. So Kate tries to get something out of the kids uh, when they get to school. Pretty much like, you know, has Esther done anything to you guys? Like, is like, are you guys feeling any like weird things? And, um, I think, uh, Max signs. So I guess Esther's name and sign is also for emergency. Something like that. Is this? Uh, Esther. Give Esther's given sign name is a sign for emergency in yeah. ASL. So, and she signs that, um, which kind of puts something in the back of Kate's mind. John talks with Esther about doing something nice uh, for her mom. Uh, she pretty much talks about how, like, mommy doesn't like me very much. He's like, that's not true. She loves you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of a douchebag. It's like, yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> and this is when we get this just really heartbreaking scene where Kate is in the kitchen doing some shit. And then Esther comes and she's like, mommy, I got something for you. And it's Jessica's flowers. And Kate grabs her and loses her fucking mind, which is understandable. It's, it sucks. It's oh, a, and uh, she, she grabs her, she grabs her arm. Daddy, you grab my arm. Well, and before, before this, Kate has called the orphanage. Oh, yeah. And she's uh, like. They called the Russian orphanage before she came to America or whatever. And they had no records of her. And they have no record of her. Right. Esther purposely breaks her arm, puts it in a fucking vice grip, and just fucking. Fucking stupid. Carry on. Snaps her arm uh, to pretty much, pretty much throw it so that she could be like, oh, Kate broke my arm. And then that pretty much puts John even more against Kate. Okay, this is the one so where, like Kate, or she puts fucking uh, her in the bed. Like Esther broke her, you broke Esther's arm. He's like, I didn't fucking yeah. break her arm, you wacko. Yeah. And he's like, I think you should sleep downstairs. I'm like, God, I want to kick you down the stairs, John. I'm sorry. Dude. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So this is why this doesn't make sense. So he grabs her arm because she's pissed, rightfully so. I understand this, right? Like, I, I, she was mad. Not the best call, but she was yeah. very pissed off at what happened. There's no discernible amount of time passage here. Does not specify. They're, like, arguing. Esther, like, runs downstairs to Daddy's little bench, puts it in a fucking vice, puts, like, a with that screwdriver with a towel around in her mouth. That would leave imprints all over her fucking arm of that vice. Vices are not smooth. They're not like... Oh, they got the teeth. They got the... There would be evidence all over her arm. She would have... She would on each side of her arm where she yeah that that tight and then like and then and then she goes to checks on her he goes and checks her and again notice her, 
but our really hurts daddy like no if her she had broke her fucking arm at that point she would have been all over john constantly as she broke her nod runs away disappears for undiscerned uh, <laughs> amount of time my poor daddy it really hurts while i'm in bed doesn't make any sense i'm sorry it's fucking dumb oh god but again yeah. in this situation he's going to be easy to manipulate anyhow so yeah. oh lord um this is when this is when I think this is when the shrink comes over, right? It's when Dr. Browning comes over and her and John are just against. Yeah. Cause Kate has gone to buy wine and right. she doesn't drink it. She doesn't drink it and she pours one yeah. down this the sink, but she keeps the one. And John yeah. finds the bottle and I was like, Oh, you didn't drink it. And she's like, I didn't well, fucking drink it. Like that's after she takes him to school. Oh, in the park. Oh, that's right. Cause it's the, okay, in the so car the scene that's coming up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John's a dick. Uh, so Esther, yeah. so they go to school. Yeah, she brings Kate brings the kids to school. Uh, it's all planned out. Uh, Daniel goes up the steps, and all of his books fall out of his bag, and you see that it, it was cut in the bottom, and so that distracts uh, Kate enough where Esther can go and un- and release the parking brake, put it in neutral, and the car starts rolling down. Uh, I like the guy who t- was trying to be the hero, trying to trying to save the car. He tried. And no, no. <laughs> it crashes at the bottom uh, with Max inside. And of course, it's just like, this is where I was just like, all right. Because they because then the next scene is is Kate, Dr. Browning and, and John sitting around and they're talking. And it's like, I swear I put it in park. Why the fuck would I put it in neutral? It's an automatic car. Yeah. Why the fuck would I put it in neutral yeah. with the emergency brake on? Like, this is stupid. The fuck yeah, is, this is I stupid. Agree. And I, well, agree. I don't trust you. I don't trust you because you almost killed our daughter and you're a drunk. She's like, I didn't even fucking drink it, idiot. Yep. What do you mean? You are so stupid, John. And what happens to you later in this movie? You deserve it because you're an idiot. Yep. And Dr. Browning can fuck off too. Yep. <laughs> fuck out of here. What do I pay you for to attack me? Oh, we're gonna. Oh, we have this uh, rehab set up for you. Yeah. What is happening? Yeah. <clears throat> Holy shit! Uh, <laughs> Daniel gets info about Esther uh, from Max. Yeah, she pretty much asked Max if if Esther was the one who pulled the e brake, or what? If they, if I she think asked so. Her, like, Something did like Esther that. do this? She shakes her head yes. And then uh, Kate was going to take the kids away from the house. When? Oh, never mind. We're getting there. Um, so, yeah, she's going to go take the kids. Esther is like, what do you think you're doing? And pretty much blackmails her. I'm like, damn, this girl's psychotic. Daniel, uh, he goes to his treehouse while Kate does more research on Esther's where she calls, she finds out about the Sarn Institute because she looks at the Bible again and on the back it says Sarn Institute. Uh, Esther sets the treehouse on fire. She pretty much brings up all the evidence from after she killed Sister Abigail, uh, puts some letter fluid on it, lights it up, sets the whole place on fire, locks Daniel inside. Daniel has to climb to the roof of it. Um, it's, it's a very dramatic scene and Esther's just standing on the bottom just smirking the whole time as she's watching all this happen and then Daniel falls and knocks himself out um, Kate notices it from the window rushes up and um, 
you know, then we were at the hospital. Well, that's before Esther tries to kill him after he's on the ground. And oh, that's right. She was going to put him out of his misery. She was, she picks up the large brick or rock and, um, Max Max knocks her over. over. Yeah. 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 And this is when Kate's on the phone with the Sarn Institute and finds out it's a mental hospital. That's lighter. Yes. No. Did he go? No. Yeah. No. She calls the Sarn Institute and he's, and she's like, oh, I'm looking, uh, saying about a child. And he's like, there's oh, no children right. here, and she's like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. He's like, "This isn't an orphanage. This is a mental institution." Yeah. I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yep. that's later. So, they have been. I know. I forgot. I forgot. Um, this is when we get the scene at the hospital where uh, Kate and John are talking, and then Esther asks the grandmother if she could have a dollar to go to the soda. And I was like, "Oh, soda machines don't. Uh, soda doesn't cost a dollar in soda machines anymore." So fuck me. Um, yeah, like a dollar twenty five now, sons of bitches. So you, uh, she—that's her excuse to go away. But she goes to Daniel's room. Uh, so the reason she does this is because of the fact of like Daniel, Daniel's not dead. Um, and they're like, "Well, is he going to be able to talk once he's awake?" And he's like, "Probably." And Dexter's like, "Well, he can't fucking talk if I kill him." So she goes to the room and suffocates him. At least that's what you think. But then the next scene, uh, he's he's not dead. But you never see him again. Yeah. Uh, well, it's cause, that's because uh, Max goes and tells his, her mom what's going on. Right. And, and then they know to go check on Esther. him. Yeah. She slaps the shit at Esther. Oh, it's fucking, fucking sent her to fucking Narnia. Dang, <laughs> oh, it's so Holy good. Holy shit. She's gone. Um, <laughs> and of course, John sticks up for Esther and like, and. and yeah. I don't think this is legal. Uh, I don't think people just sedate you from not like oh, without you your consent. Do that. <laughs> this, this, oh, crazy woman! Crazy woman! <laughs> yeah, you cannot they do that. What? The police? <laughs> yeah, they would have called. You can't just administer drugs to someone that could. They could have a condition that could kill them. It's <laughs> yes, ridiculous. What, what if she had an allergic reaction? Exactly. What the hell there is was, going on there here? Was some point. This is. This is. I want to tell you this. I mentioned this now. There is some point during this movie. She can attest to it that I audibly and very passionately exclaimed, I fucking hate this movie. And I very rarely do that when I watch a movie. He walked off and he comes back and he's just like on his knees behind the, behind the. Like, I'm just wanting it to be done. I'm like, I'm going to sit through it and watch it, but I just want this fucking movie to be finished because I'm just pissed off at this, like livid at this fucking point. I... You got, it was about this time you got up and you walked off. <laughs> and I came back for a couple minutes and I came back. Damn. I love this reaction to somebody who's never seen this movie before. Like somebody like me, I was like, I love this movie's great because I knew everything that happened. <laughs> yeah. No, um, not me. I do like though, when she's, when she's trying to kill Daniel, she puts on his meter his, his on her finger. So yeah. So it, it does it. It just, and her fucking yeah. heartbeat is super steady. Like she just, she's so good at yeah. this. I like, well, yeah. Cause her, cause her idea was to kill him and then them not come right away. So he can yeah. go long enough and expire. Yep. Yeah. But, Actually, that didn't work out. Kate, uh, wait. So, yeah, so Kate is sedated and she's kept overnight. So, John, Max, and Esther go home. John gets drunk and X and X words. Esther gets all dolled up. And this is when it gets really fucking weird. So she gets all dolled up and tries to seduce him. 
gives him a few kisses and then tries to get more. And John's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I, that's what I was saying too. What the fuck are you doing? And this is when John fucking finally opens his goddamn eyes to what the frick Esther's been up to here. Yep. Jesus, took that fucking long, you idiot. And yeah, she just she she tries some weird shit on him and he's just like, "Okay, well, I guess we're going to have to figure out what your future is in this house." And this is also when Kate gets a phone call from the Sarn Institute from the doctor and he's like, "Hey, so um that picture you sent, that's not a little kid. That's a fucking yep. woman. And her name is Lena. And she is actually 33 years old. And she suffers from a, a very rare, I, don't, I think it's a very rare form of dwarfism. Where, like, she ages, but she can, but she also looks like a child. Like, it's, it's a weird form. I, it's, it's a real, it's a real thing. Uh, but yeah, she's not a little girl and she wears those ribbons around her wrists and her neck because she struggled so hard in her straight jacket that it left marks. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, Cause she, they said that she killed people in the Institute, didn't she? she I remember correctly. Seven people. Yep. Like seven. Yeah. Seven people. I was like, Jesus Christ. So John, um, he goes upstairs to Esther's room after all this weird shit happens. Es- Esther's like crying in the bathroom. Because she can't have daddy. <laughs> um, and he finds all her yeah. fucked up pictures on the wall uh, where she, it uses the uh, black light, shows all the other yeah. fucked up. And it's even got like a weird seductive picture. Of, I'm like, ooh. There's a couple whoa. of them. They're like naked. Like, yeah. I'm a fan of this. Is this around the time where it, after all this stuff, it kind of elaborates what Esther's been doing? Why? Her, and you were like, oh, okay, people- now I get it. <laughs> Why she doesn't want people in the, the bathroom with her? Because she's taking her makeup off and she's taken. She takes out her teeth and then she's she washing the dentist. Yeah, and then she yeah. takes off the bandages around yeah. her breasts and stuff yeah. because she's yeah. hiding all those things. Um, Kate drives home very frantically in this blizzard. This fucking sucks. This is Connecticut, by the way. Both movies she, take place in Connecticut. She would have crashed. Multiple yes. times. She almost, does. she almost does. That's a fucking real wheel drive sob. What? <laughs> just her crashes into the side of this fucking hill, and it's just like, well, that's it, guys. Esther kills everybody, and the movie's over. Yep. She gets yep. away. And uh, yeah, she. Kate rushes home, and Esther fucks with John. She fucking murks him hardcore stabs him at least 30 to 40 times kate oh yeah that's pretty rough i was like oh he's dying now okay yeah and i was like i mean you kind of deserve this moron you're a fucking idiot kate's trying to call and she cuts the power esther cuts the power yep and he's downstairs trying to find uh i think he finds a flashlight oh no he's gonna say what i think you're gonna say about the landline yeah they have a landline, but they also have cell phones. Why didn't she fucking call his cell phone first instead of the landline? Yeah, when that went down, call back. Yeah. I'm not getting a signal. Well, I'll just call his cell phone first. Yeah. Call she calls like the house like 80 <laughs> times and then calls his cell phone. Like, I have guys. no idea. Um, I know the times are different. <laughs> I know times are different. Most people just have a cell phone, so that's just the go-to. But you still. Like the, when he looks at the breaker box, like... <laughs> It looks like printer cartridges are in there. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, who, 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 like,
Who just know. pulls those out? Like, I know she's gone crazy. Dude, she just put, fucking like, you King Kong's that shit. Like, <laughs> like, you just get to electrocute your fucking Whoa! self. <laughs> what is happening? Um, <laughs> yeah, she stabs him a lot. And Max sees oh, yeah. the whole thing. So this poor child is never going to recover. No. Uh, Kate crashes into the house. And the only That's reason li- she does is because she can't stop the car because she's going too fast, which is like, okay, I get it. I, w- I, I remember like, watching this. Like, I, I, I don't remember her just sliding into the house. I thought she literally just was like, fuck this. I'm just eating it. Right. I just like, I've seen like, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that scene came up and I've been playing a lot of uh, Forza Horizon 5. Oh, so, and I'm so like, cool. this is me driving. <laughs> 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 oh, that's a corner? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> More of a suggestion. But. Yeah. Oh, so Esther sets uh the she gets the gun. Jesus Christ, my handwriting's terrible. And Kate discovers John's body and she reacts pretty understandably to the fact that her husband has been stabbed a lot. Uh but she goes, Okay, well he's dead. There's nothing I can do about it. I gotta go find my daughter. So she's Next running around the house, um, and Esther shoots her. Through like a very small window. She's like down on the bottom floor. She shoots Kate. Hell of a shot. Yeah, a really good shot. It's just a pretty much a cat and mouse game. Uh, you see that Max went into a closet, but she's not there the when um Kate gets there. And there's yeah, it's just pretty much uh she's in the bed like Kate's in the bathroom of her bedroom, and then Esther goes into the bedroom. I don't know how she gets out. Do you know how she gets out of the bathroom? I don't remember. Does she crawl through like the opening that's between the bathroom and the hole? <laughs> like this is a weird ass fucking setup, by the way. This house yeah, is I don't awesome. Remember. No. This house fucking rocks. It is awesome house. She, I know she has like a flashlight. She takes the flashlight that John had. Yeah. yeah. And she's bleeding because she got yeah. shot. She tourniquets. But I don't. I don't remember. Oh, she goes outside. No, because yeah, she doesn't. She chase them. She she follows the blood and goes into their room. And doesn't she yeah, go yeah. out through the? But she's the... out. She's outside. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because um, Esther locks the the, the window back. The window. Yeah. Right. And she can't get back in. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. So Max hides in the greenhouse, and Esther's there looking for, her, and Kate's on the roof of it. She sees Max, but mm-hmm. she sees Esther, and then she distracts Esther. Esther shoots uh, at her, and then she falls through the glass and just fucking lands right on top of Esther. I was like, this bitch ain't getting up. She is not getting up. But guess what? Oh, I did not. She gets up. I didn't think that. I was like, all right, here's our false climax. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you knew it was that wasn't how it was going to end. Uh, the cops come, but there's no Esther. Uh, in the original, there was an original spot where Esther was supposed to change back into her child's outfit, like get herself back looking like Esther again for when the cops came to kind of turn, like pretty much be against Kate and fuck with Kate. Uh, But I I guess this is a better way of going about it. Yeah, Um, I agree. Kate and Max are outside. They're pretty, they think it's over. They're outside. They're going through. They're trying to, they're going to hopefully meet the cops. And Esther shows up, tackles them onto the icy pond. Of course, this is where the movie was going to end. Um, Absolutely. Max picks up the gun, shoots at the, uh, tries to shoot Esther, but she shoots the ice, which then causes it to crack, and they both fall in. And they tussle 
underwater. Esther gets a couple stabs in on uh, Kate. Kate is ends up knocking her out, or at least she thinks, and she gets out of the uh, the water. And then Esther makes her final fucking appearance, where she and then she does the thing where she's like, yeah. "Mommy, don't hurt me, save yeah. me." And she's like, "I'm not your fucking mommy," which is a line directly stolen from the ring too. Oh, oh nice, nice. It's literally the same line. It's literally not to spoil the ring too, but the there's the end scene where Samara tries to do that same thing. She tries to manipulate the the main girl from the first one, Rachel. Yeah. And she says the same, like, save me, Rachel. And she's like, I'm or save me, mommy, save me. She's like, I'm not your fucking mommy. And then kicks her down the well. Dude, uh, I was gonna say, like, you know, I mentioned earlier about kids, blah blah blah. Remember this the, this whole scene and like, do you ever notice how suspiciously strong Esther is during all this? it's one of those things where they're like, are they just because she's not actually a child that makes her stronger? I was like, I don't think that's how that works. That's not. A, what about pull, pulling the body off the road? What's the fucking matter? Yeah, but it is bullshit. Anyway, I carry on. It's to make it more dramatic. It's to add tension to the scene. So when after she says it, she kicks her in the fucking head and her neck. Yeah. Oh. And this is where you get the little homage to Leonardo DiCaprio because her her death scene when she floats to the bottom of the pond is the same way that jack floats to the bottom of the ocean in titanic i love it so much she should just drop the rock (laughs) and that is where this movie ends final thoughts on orphan so dan overall like when you get all the way through this movie like did you figure it out have have we figured out what you thought of this movie like have you figured out what you thought of this movie you're still just like i don't know because I was so okay, so like the first forty minutes, I was like, okay, this is building to something. I get this. Like she's got drinking problems, blah blah blah. This is all gonna come back later, whatever. And then it was like that gap of probably another forty minutes or more, where you're. It's just this nonsense of her just did like flim flamming everybody and like manipulating people I'm like a kid can't do this like i'm sorry this is not how this shit works like all this stuff and then at the end you're like okay it makes a little more sense because she's actually an adult which is i did not expect i was not expecting that to be the twist it remotely because i wasn't sure because i thought it was like demon possession stuff but then it wasn't and i was like maybe she's just a super smart kid and that's fucking stupid but whatever because it's just like horror movies in the ring and that damn kid from the original fucking ring yeah. but anyway but he was the bad guy but um yeah, then like that happened, and I'm just like, I was so like just pissed off and burnt out the movie. Like, it just it can't redeem itself for me. I've no interest in seeing this again ever. I don't know if I want to watch the other one. I might, I might enjoy it more knowing from the beginning what she I, is. I, I think you'll like it. I think you'd like it. However, I will say now. this: this it, from a non me being a little baby about it perspective, this is not a bad movie. Like, it, it is formulaic. The the acting is pretty good. That's the none of the kills are particularly violent. I mean, like graphically violent, you know, nothing like that. Um, I don't again. I don't approve of, of like little kids getting hurt. Like you know, Daniel and stuff gets fucked up and stuff like yeah. that. I don't, or, or even the emotional abuse that, that goes. I don't. I don't approve of that kind of stuff. But anyway, all in all, it's it's a fairly competently acted film. It's fairly competently competently directed outside of the passage of time. Uh, maybe a little bit long, but I mean, if you haven't seen it. I don't know why you're watching this, but if you haven't seen it, probably wouldn't hurt to give it a watch. 
because there's a lot worse movies than this. I just that was my big issue very with true, it, and it just true. holds a heavy weight over my head. And so I go yeah. ahead there. Uh, I mean, I I still I enjoyed it for what it was. I really enjoyed the scenes where it was Max and Kate, and it was. I wish they took out the music in the part where she was reading the book. Oh, yeah. Yes, did we talked about did that. It for a little bit. They took out the yeah. sound for a bit. And you're like, oh, I like this because they where did they that in a quiet place. Yeah. But, but I then, did. But then they started playing music and I was like, oh, well, that ruined yeah, it. I'm like, they should have just kept that part out. I did enjoy the part where um, Max knocks the plant over and breaks it and you don't hear it at first. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't hear yeah. it from her side, but yeah. then you hear it from esther side yeah i i really enjoyed that detail but yeah i mean apparently esther was born on hitler's birthday oh that suddenly makes you evil <laughs> like listen hitler's a piece of shit but that does not inherently make you evil just because you were born on april 20th oh oh wow i didn't even know that 420 i just it just <laughs> cancel 420 everybody yeah. Please. Um, oh God. Yeah. What was the name of four nineteen and a half from nine? I think at some point I'd like to cover the prequel. I don't want to do it immediately, and we'll do it at some other time. Um, we got we got lots of things to do. We got October's coming up. We got a month before we we're we're jumping into our next round of spooky time movies, uh, which we we're going to be doing horror movies throughout the year. But this is where we get to choose individually. Get to choose what movies we're going to be covering over that the course of of that month um also um hopefully we're going to be getting some more guests on the show um I, we don't have anything solidified i don't have anything like scheduled but i do have some people that i've been talking to and i've been on on other shows where i'd like to have those people on our show so things are going to be in the works uh very excited uh we do though have a guest uh for our next episode for episode 69 a nice spicy sexy hot episode we had to find a movie that was going to best fit for this number. And but uh, instead, we let the audience do it. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And that I movie is 1999's American Pie. My question is, uh, does this movie still hold up? That is going to be my question throughout this entire thing, because I haven't seen this movie in a very, very long time. And even I think the last time I watched it was one of those moments like, I don't know if I like this movie anymore. So it's going to be interesting to watch it again as a 30 year old man going, Oh boy, do these jokes still land? Is this still funny? We shall see, but we're going to have our, a special guest on that episode. We're going to have dark razor coming back. Cause he was kind of disappointed with the last episode. It wasn't episode 69. So he's like, well, when you guys get to 69, I want to be on that too. So I was like, well, let's do it. So yeah, our good friend, dark razor is going to be back again uh, to talk about American pie with us. I'm very excited about that. I can't believe we're almost to 70 episodes. I can't believe it's insane to think about. Uh, we don't know what we're going to be doing after that. We still got to discuss all that fun stuff, but Dan and Angelo might be talking about a movie separately. I, something that I won't even, it'd be the first piece of dissect that film content that won't have me in it oh my we can't give you a date on when that's going to happen could happen anytime within the next couple weeks but dan and angela are going to be 
making some content uh, on their own on the channel. So that's very exciting stuff. I can't wait for that. And um, we didn't get any comments about about what people thought of this movie. I posted like three times. Nobody commented on it. It is what it is. Hey, I'm going to do it every week. If you don't want to comment, that's fine. But it's awesome to read, you know, everybody's thoughts on the movie. Um, we didn't get any for this week, but hopefully maybe we'll get some for, for American pie. Um, and yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really have anything else. There's really no other shows other than the podcast that we have planned going forward. Like I said, we got other, th- like we do have stranger things. We're going to talk about at some point. We did wear a stranger things shirts today just because we're like, I've had this shirt for a while. Cause we had a plan on doing it and we haven't been able yep. to. So I said, fucking, I'm wearing my Vecna, my Vecna stranger things shirt today. Shirt. And she's got her hellfire club shirt. Yeah. Dan's got his Ford hat. Has nothing to do with what we're talking about. But hey, it's there, guys. He's your, he's got his demonic. Doom. Is that a doom shirt? Isn't he? It's got a caca demon on it. Demonic That's presence cool. and safe levels. Hi, you kind of got demons. Yeah. So, um, and guess what, Dan? It's almost it's almost been a year since we released that Jurassic Park three episode. Can you believe it? It's been a year, almost a year. Almost. I've, dude, I've forgot about it so many times. It's just out of me now. It's like the meme is dead. <laughs> it's just dying. It's just no. It's I got, fading I, away. I, Somebody capture it. I know. No, we, we can't, just got to do it again. We just every every year at the same time we just record the same episode again, line for line. Line. Yes, we <laughs> literally just repeat ourselves. Yes, um, please. So yeah. So next week, American Pie for episode sixty nine for episode seventy. Nice. We don't know. We're gonna. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see but I'm very excited for, for next episode. I also want to thank everybody for 5,000 downloads on the show. Insane. Thank you so much. We wouldn't be doing this without all the love and support that you guys throw our way. Uh, Thank you to everybody who listens to us on all the podcast services and watches or listens on YouTube because we have all of you lovely people over there as well. You guys are awesome. Thank you to uh, just everybody who shares the show. Um, just all anyone who supports the show we appreciate you very much um a lot of big things gonna be happening like they we're not slowing down we got a lot of things going on like i said we're gonna be getting some some more people on the show uh and i I, i'm gonna be working on getting some people maybe involved in the movie business to come onto the show and talk some movies i don't know who yet we're gonna figure i'm gonna figure it out we're gonna i'm gonna make some moves and uh, hopefully we can get some other people who have been on the show back on the show. Like I'd love to have, like Justin from Epic Film Guys. We were supposed to have him on the show for the Batman. I'd love to have yes. him back on and his and the uh, the rest of the crew over there with Brain Stew. Um, the movie dumpster guys fucking I mean, 100 percent going to have those guys back. And then of uh, and then some people we haven't had on the show yet. It's exciting stuff. I'm very excited. And that's I'm going to stop it right there. I'm just going to keep saying the same thing over and over again. Thank you, everybody. Until next time, I am Brett Parker. That is Dan and Angela DNA Gaming. We are Dissect That Film, and this has been the Dissect That Film podcast, episode 68. We'll see you all again next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.